Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women, I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Welcome to the Relatable Podcast. And today it's episode three of our Daddy Issues, Caribbean Daddies and Their Daughters. Yeah, it's episode three. And guess who's in the hot seat? Moi! (laughs) (laughs) And I am bricking it. I am breaking it because boy, <laughs> y'all know. But yes, yes, welcome. How have y'all been doing? And obviously, before we get into it, we have to do a check-in. How are y'all doing this week, ladies? Chantal, how are you? How has it been? Y'all, remember when y'all were in school, right? <laughs> in class. And the teacher would be talking and you would be praying the teacher don't call your name <laughs> well i'm sorry i'm the teacher and i call in you <laughs> god damn <laughs> i don't want to go first and i still feel the same way how has my week been my week has been filled with hugs and kisses from my nieces and nephews and that is all I have to say. I was hoping you would <laughs> say from other people, but anyway. Manage your expectations. This is a nephews are okay too. Thank you. <laughs> Manage your expectations, Shelby. You know, don't you think? We need it. We need something. So waiting for the salacious confession. But you know what? Okay. Hugs from nieces and nephews are very okay. beautiful. Yes. Very they genuine are. and very pure. So it's fine. But one day, I want to say, boy, let me tell you, <laughs> I end up in Anguilla and boy. And... What? Oh, yeah. Why Anguilla? Why Anguilla? I don't know. Something, man. No, it's only because 
my sister's there and it's very beautiful and i yes. just thought yes shanta got whisked away on a private yacht to anguilla <laughs> by this black american I like this brilliant right and right and just yeah <laughs> pop in like the crystal waters of anquila and just beautiful a rating on that episode of really yes <laughs> yes thank you fiona i like that you put it out there into the ever yes so i'm now gonna pull that in the there. private yacht yes let us put it out there. Okay, so Fiona, how have you been? How has this week been for you? Yeah, this week has been good. Just still the run-up to finalizing the project and just going through things with a fine-tooth comb before the launch. But yeah, it's been good. The weather, I think all of those different things. And over the weekend, we went out of town with my mom to this river festival, which is supposed to be the second largest street festival in the UK after Carnival. Street festival, not festival festival, because people say, oh, well, Glastonbury is bigger, but a street festival. But it's by the river in Bedford. It was nice. It was just nice to just have a few moments with my mom walking by the river and just for her to appreciate the British summer. So that was nice. There were some moments where, you know, like just random people just being strangely aggressive, but these are people who have their own issues and it's just about not taking those things to heart and those people are those people but it was just it was a lovely weekend of laughing and talking and eating nice food a friend of ours from Ghana brought the biggest spread of Ghanaian food and my mom got to try Ghanaian food for the first time which she very much loved because she had some leftovers today so it was just nice a lot of family style conversation sunshine and hanging out by the river it was lovely it really really was that's beautiful so Shawin, how was your week my week has been good so i'm coming down to the final few weeks <laughs> and i am packing in the middle of packing by my last minute things because I found out today that I need to ship my stuff in three weeks if I want to get them there by the time I get to St. Lucia so it's crunch time so I'm just trying to get the last minute things and getting everything in order and putting everything in place so yeah that's what I've been doing but I've been thinking and you know what I need the listeners listeners I need you I was thinking and tell me what you think about that ladies I was thinking of doing the run-up so from the first of August to I don't know recording every day how I'm feeling what's going on mm. what's happening because I can I know I'm not the only person Brexit I'm um, not Brexiting uh, black zitting mm. I know I'm not <laughs> the only person black zitting <laughs> <laughs> the UK and I know it will be hard for everybody and I would love to know I would love to know if you all think it's a good idea let me know let me know in the comments let me know what you'll think should I do it I want to do a day by day maybe I might do week by week I I know myself I start with these things sometimes and then I'm like yeah I can't be bothered that's a Sagittarius Sagittarius I'm sorry I'm sorry. They so, all get yeah. bored so quickly. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm thinking of doing that. So, from the 1st of August to mm. just start vlogging what's happening and could be like a two minute thing. Just 
yeah so let me know if you're interested i will do it if not then yeah i won't i won't i won't do it you know what shall we Can I, do I, it love anyway? the, I love the sound of it really but i will say this committing yourself to something in the lead up to your black sit right uh-huh maybe a lot I know okay. it will be a lot. I know okay. it will be a lot because sometimes, Gasa, from now, I just needed to lie in bed and process everything because yes. I spoke to the people doing the shipping and he said to me, I need to come and see what you have so that I could give you a price. And I'm mm. like, well, Jay, the man go mm. tell me 3,000, 4,000 pounds to ship. No, no, no. <laughs> Where again? Where again? That money now to pull out, just pull that out from Fine. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and I'm just thinking, yeah, do I do it or not? So yeah, give me some feedback, listeners. Let me know what you all think. But my week has been good. It has been good so far, and yeah, that's me. All right. So as we are here now in the hot seat, and if you see her head in her hands. Like, <laughs> as if she about to be interrogated in court. Like, seriously, we all had to do it. Okay, like the woman is full on stress. Mm-hmm. Right, she's drinking rum straight. First it was wine, oh, rum yeah. straight. Anyways, it's okay. okay. So, Shawin, you heard both my journey and Chantal's journey through daughterhood with our fathers. And it's all very different. Boy, listen, yeah. <laughs> This man is going to listen to this. His head is going to get even bigger than it is already. I could tell you. (laughs) I could tell you. One thing for sure is it's very different from both of y'all. From Chantal, I always knew my dad, but there's stories there. And with Fiona, it was not bush bougie at all (laughs) it was just normal well what i thought was normal god where do i even begin i don't even know where to start from the beginning from the beginning jesus okay (laughs) i have never experienced this side of you where you are so reluctant to speak, even speechless. Like, I don't know who you are right now. Okay, all right. Let's, let's, instead of being so broad, let's start with some more specific questions, okay? Okay. So, mm-hmm. what are some of your fondest memories with your father? There we go. All right. Okay, so that's, that's a good place to start. Some context. My parents were together. I think my mom was probably 16 16 or 17 years old and my dad's one year older so he was yeah my mom was probably 16 my dad was 17 and they were together from then a bit of background my mom's family my granddad was a farmer my granny was a traveler going all over the place just selling stuff like a speculator and they did not like my father they hated him my granddad did not like him at all he was like there's no way I want you for my daughter and understand that my grandparents had 10 kids and out of the 10 my mom was the only one that finished most of them finished high school but then she went on to go to college and she went on to study and so on and so forth so she was the prized one she was not like all the others she loved education And so my granddad saw her almost like, I don't want to say his favorite, 
but she was very dear to him. So they did not want my dad for my mom. And so growing up, I was the first grandchild on my dad's side. So I was very spoiled, very, very spoiled by my, my dad's family. That's a, it, it was a strange thing. It was very strange. If you see my parents, both of my parents are very dark skinned, very, very dark skinned. And when I was born, I was born very, very light skinned. So at the hospital, my uncle, my mom's brother came to visit and he went back and he said to my dad, that's a Nico, you see that child looking white. Nico, that's I don't think that is your child. Now, imagine being in that situation where your woman's brother is telling you that's not your child. Wow. <laughs> okay. So... Now I'm I'm saying this because I just want you to understand. I just want you guys to understand. From the time I was born up to when I was nine years old, my dad, he behind closed doors, always made my mom's life a living hell. He was not the best lover, not the best partner. My dad ran. My dad, and you will see the pictures. My dad was a very handsome man very handsome my dad used to ride bikes my dad is the definition of a coxman caribbean people know what i mean when i say coxman he is the definition so my I dad i don't know what you mean you don't know what we what i mean when i say coxman no a a male foul that <laughs> that's <laughs> that riding anything that pass all right all right just understand my dad is the lover boy, all okay. right? And my mom, my mom is very conservative. My mom, of course, she likes to have fun and stuff, but my mom is very, very straight and very loving and kind and so on and so forth. But my dad, she did not have the best relationship with my dad from the time I was born because he was under the assumption that I was not his child. Now, in wow. saying that, I need to explain. My dad never made me feel like I was not his child. Okay. It was a case of when him and my mom got into an argument or something, he would bring that up. But he mm. would never, my dad has always been the most loving, caring father to me. I never mm -hmm. felt, I never felt that he treated me differently until one day uh -oh. until one day when my sister was born and she's five years younger than me and I remember us going out somewhere and he met a friend of his and Chantal when you were speaking it brought back some memories that that came back to me he met a friend and the friend said oh hey Nicola is your children and he said well this one is mine that one I don't know oh wow yes he said that one I don't know and I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back mm. so my mom how did you feel showing I remember I felt bad I felt like wow okay and I think probably that was the first time I knew about it because okay. it was always behind closed doors. I knew my parents were always arguing. My mom will say they, um, there was physical altercations. I never witnessed it, but I believe right. my mom. 
I believe that um, he was he was not the best partner. And you know how these young men could be. Yeah, he was not the best partner. He was not the best lover to my mm. mom. However, he was an amazing father to us. Right. I, I have never not loved my dad or, or not, mm. you know, because the two of us are so much alike. Um, <laughs> so much so so much it's crazy it it's crazy so that happened and then my mom decided okay that was it and I remember I was nine years old and we did tests and my mom did a paternity test and he did it and turns out of course I was his child of course I yeah. remember that that I remember clearly and then my granny his mom found out and that's the first time I saw my granny give my dad the hardest slap wow his face and said how dare you because if you look at my granny i look like my granny right picture of my granny my granny have some carib in her she's yeah. very light skin she's like fiona right she's like fiona right. very very light skin and i'm like her i look like her everything about me is her she said how dare you and she give him one backhand <laughs> and I could never forget that never forget that so yeah so growing up with him as a child like I said I never felt unloved my father was he's a driver he still is he worked for Brydon's and my dad used to I remember during the summer holidays my dad used to take us in his vehicle all the time. So he used to have vehicles on the road, like a bus driver. Mm -hmm. And he also worked for Brydon's. So he would take his holidays from Brydon's the same time we had our holidays. And he would be driving his bus. And we would be in the front of the bus whole day going up and down the routes. Yes. <laughs> up and down the routes. And we would stop and buy stuff to eat, fried chicken and stuff. But he's always been loving. Every Sunday, we would ask him, Daddy, we want to go on the beach. He would take us on the beach. He would, just pure love, pure love. One thing with him, he never liked being separated from us. I used to love being in the countryside. I'm a country girl. I used to go to the country to meet my granny and my granddad on my maternal side. And mm -hmm. I always remembered every weekend... <laughs> When they left, they used to leave me sometimes in Chuzel. And my dad would be crying. Oh, <laughs> he would be crying. He would be crying because he didn't want to leave me. He didn't want to leave me. And one oh. weekend, I remember, he left. He used to cry. He used to cry. And one weekend, he left. And then about an hour later, the man come back. And my granny's like, what happened? What did you have an accident? He said, no, I forget my child. And he come and take me. <laughs> Joanne. He came and picked me up. He said he couldn't do it. He couldn't that do it. So he came, he beautiful. picked me up and he brought me back up to Castries. So it's always been that loving, very mm. caring. My father, my father was like a joke to us. When I say a joke, always joking around, always messing mm. about. My dad is the one mm. that we would have fun with. And if you remember from the mom's episode, when we did spoke mm. about my mom, my mom was the disciplinarian. Yes. I my do mom remember. was the one who, you know, but my dad, mm. my dad was the fun one, the loving one. My dad I think in all my life as a child, my dad, I remember him spanking me once. And that was because he was so scared because I did something so awful 
so awful it was festival of light so my mom working in the city and i want to go festival of lights them time i already looking at boys and you know yes yes i I stay already and my my friends all of them going to be at festival of lights and i want to go and my mom's in the city so i asked my mom i called her i asked her i said can we come and meet her i didn't want Mm -hmm. to go meet my mom i wanted to go meet my friends and my mom said well yes if your dad allows you to come you all could come right anyway my i asked my dad my dad said well it's raining heavily heavily and i don't think y'all should go so my i took my sister and we went outside and we waited 10 minutes and we coming back he laughing he's like you're not going i said you're not going you're not going again this time we wait 20 minutes we come back inside i tell y'all you're not going you're not going <laughs> the third time we see the bus passing by our house we just stop the bus jump in the bus and go no. on our business and i'm telling you that <laughs> you know holding a hand <laughs> what Oh my we left God. and i took my my sister bear in mind five years younger than me in yes. the heavy pouring rain and i Show went to me. festival of lights with my sister how old were you i was probably 12 13 <laughs> and, and that means her sister would have been seven or eight. Yes. Oh my goodness and okay. they gone about their business and wow. festival of lights is a nighttime festival eh? because it's, it's the lights in the square for christmas time right mm. so like around december 13th for whatever is when they start putting mm. and they have the festival of lights christmas time in the night because people used to build lanterns and bring it there and used to turn on the lights in the oh, square yeah. and it was a big thing so it's night time anyway fiona <laughs> do you remember the one year the girl died, the girl died? Yes. well it was that year because it oh, was no. oh, it was raining it was raining so heavily, and when they turned on the light, the girl got electrocuted. Wow. So now imagine my dad at home, busy, Uh-oh. looking everywhere for us, and word coming back, somebody died at Festival of Lights. Mm. All right? I'm just giving you all some context. So the man mm. had every right. Anyway, so we went and we met my mom. My mom worked literally outside where the square was. So we went to meet my mom after I go and meet all my friends and maybe it's not going to boys. It doesn't matter at this point. So we went home with my mom about 10 o'clock in the night, 9, 10 o'clock. We went home. When we got home, I swear to God, I never saw my dad so angry. Never saw him so angry. And he mm. was sat in the living room shaking and he had a belt, a leather belt. And he beat me. He beat Mm. us for the first time. And whilst he's beating us, he's crying. He was crying because it was like he thought he lost one of his daughters. He was scared. He He did not know where we were. He did not know if something happened to us. And we're rocking in laughing. Got you. Got you. (laughs) Got you. He boss our ass. Wow. That was the first and only time my dad ever laid hands on us. Mm, And you know what? 
I will never forget that. And I never did that shit again. (laughs) Never did. And he, but after he was so apologetic, he cried and cried and cried. And he said, y'all, we scared him. But that's the type of man he is. I don't know anybody who has a bad word to say about my father. I don't know anybody personally. My father is one of the sweetest people you can Mm -hmm. come across, but just not sweet to his woman at the time. But when it came to us, he -hmm. was like the most loving, protective, and just fun, fun, a whole heap of fun. So yeah, that's some of the fond memories I have of him. Well, not the beating, obviously. Another time, I remember I was a little girl, though. I was a little girl. I was probably about, I was still in primary school. So I was younger than 12. I was probably about 9, 10. And I used to be in this girl group that we formed with my cousins or my cousin called Super Sub Dancers. Right. (laughs) We were the Super Sub Dancers. The Super Sub Dancers. How is this the first time I hear about that? (laughs) I know Shawin used to be, she said she used to dance. She kind of, she didn't tell me the name of She said some dance troupe and she used to split. And at the time she went to something down south and she was the school or something nope. oh so this is a new revelation wow so we was part of a whole dance troupe yeah and so we have in Sanusha, we have a dance troupe called laser fur right and they have mm. a very signature style which is very much the standardized caribbean dance <laughs> you know the moves Chantal, you know I them. know the moves. You know exactly I know them well. Like, and I know you never see them. Every Caribbean yes. island have the same version of laser fur. Yes. Right? So, Shawin, could you please just expand a little bit about this? Enlighten us. I really want to know because this one is newer. <laughs> no, and, and there are pictures. There are pictures. Lord help me, there are pictures. I was part of this dance troupe called Super Sub Dancers. And we used to go around the island and first we raised money to buy the first ambulance for Schwazel. Wow. Yes, we were dancing. We went around the island dancing and then we went to Schwazel and we had this massive concert. So many people, lots of people. And we raised enough money to buy an ambulance. So one time <laughs> one time we went it was a june Quayol, a june Quayol event yes but Sherwin, before you continue i know what that is but maybe there are people listening who don't know what oh, that event creole is. month well june Quayol is the creole day basically that's mm-hmm. the translation and it's this massive festival where you eat traditional Creole food, you wear Creole Mm. outfits, we play Creole music, play Creole games. We have all the people pretending to be the Creole princess and the king and queen and all sorts of things. So it's just this big traditional thing where we have all the Creole traditions and we have this festival and it culminates on the last Sunday, I think, in October. The last weekend mm. in October. So we went to that. And <laughs> I was there and I was I was dancing because I could dance. I was, hey, listen, yeah, I could climb up walls. Yes, listen, I was a dancer. And my father, I did dancing and a crowd started building around me. 
So my father put me on top of the car. We used to have a brown Datsun. Brown Datsun. <laughs> Not a brown Datsun. A brown Datsun. Yes. <laughs> and the man put me on top of the car. Yeah. And I whining. I tell you, I feel like I go all in my head. You see all them people are twerking and split in the middle. And them people mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They don't know, Gasa. I think I was all on my head spinning around. Oh, and I pull one crowd. And them days, my mom's very entrepreneurial. My mom, we used to have like a cooler full of drinks. And we selling drinks. <laughs> we selling drinks. And I pull the crowd in it. And all drinks sell out. That's right. <laughs> all drinks sell out. And I, I've never seen my dad so proud of me. <laughs> so proud so proud i was whining and just getting on real bad on top. i was like nine years old nine ten years old max these are the nice fond memories growing up going on mm-hmm. going to the beach going to the countryside and just yeah enjoying life my father was like i said the most loving dad and our relationship it kind of solidified when my mom left so just before my mom left Saint Lucia. I was still going to high school. He and my mom split up. And then he started dating this Jamaican woman. And that Jamaican woman made my, she she tried to make my mom's life a living hell, but my mom didn't care because at that time she was already over the whole thing. Right. So she didn't really care. But I got so angry at my dad for allowing that to happen. And I remember walking in town and he was driving past. And he kept calling me and he was like, showing. And I was like, fuck you. <gasps> I said, fuck you. And he was driving past and he parked the vehicle. And he's like, showing, I need to speak to you. Showing, showing. And he calling. And then he started crying. Showing, showing. And I was walking like it was not me speaking to. I tell him, fuck mm. you. Already. And I own my business because I was so angry. I was so angry at the fact that you're allowing this woman to take my mother for papi sugar, sir. This woman, mm-hmm. this Jamaican thing that come down and just, just want to, just what? Mm-hmm. Sir, I was so angry at him. And I think we, uh, we fell out big time. I didn't speak to him. And then my mom left. When my mom left, my mom left him to look after us. That was not a good idea. <laughs> that didn't last two months. That didn't last two months. My dad was like, yeah, I'm out of here. My father went and I was like, how old? 17? And my father went and do his business, went and live with his woman and left us in the house. What? Yeah, he didn't stay. He didn't stay. He mm-hmm. went to live his life. But at that time, I was already living my life. I was already involved with Haley and Jade's dad. But that is when we got close. That's when okay. I saw who my father was. When I got pregnant with Haley, he realized, okay, I need to step up now. And I didn't have the best situations. I was living in a house, no electricity, no water, pregnant. Sometimes I didn't have any food. I was sick. At one time, I was hospitalized for about three weeks to a month because I was having such terrible morning sickness. And my dad used to come and see me every single day. And we would sit down and he would, what he ate, I ate. He would come with one loaf of bread. We would split it in half. 
he would say, I cannot leave you hungry. I cannot do that. And we became so close. And I think this is where we've really, really formed our relationship. When I say fell in love with my dad again, I, I saw the loving, caring man who wanted what was best for me. And he would give me, stay without and give me. Let's put it that way. Oh, and ensure that, yeah, ensure that I was fine. He saw how ill I was and he was just there. He was there. I think from that time, our friendship, our relationship, father-daughter relationship, it just, yeah, it just kicked off. It was no longer like, yeah, I'm daddy's girl. No, it was, yeah, this man is there for me. Wow. Show in. Yeah, it was really, really something. And even with mm-hmm. Jade as well, when I was pregnant with Jade. But from then on, our relationship just took off and we bonded really, really well really well and I've never looked back I've never I think I we spoke last year Fiona Mm. I spoke to him last year because my auntie (laughs) my auntie I went to St. Lucia and my auntie I was staying at my aunt and she said to me I have something for you and I said what's that and she she went out and she pulled this piece of paper in an envelope and she said I have this for you and I opened it and it was the results from the paternity test Oh no. Yes. What? Something I'd long forgotten and she kept it. Wow. She said I kept it for you. Um in case you forgot. I said auntie I will never forget but you know something it's long past me. That's done. I've reckoned my dad and I but I still brought it up with him and of course he burst into tears. <laughs> He's so <laughs> Bless this man. He's he not afraid to cry in front hey, of you. No, no. Listen, man does cry for anything, anything. He's he's the biggest coxman and the biggest softy. <laughs> the biggest softy. He, he burst right. into tears. We didn't have much growing up. We were not wealthy, wealthy. We, we, were, we were all right. We mm. were all right. Both of my parents worked. We were all right. And my dad just was always there. Mm. Always there. And that's one of the things I appreciate about him. Sometimes I don't speak to him for months, but when we do speak, it's like we were speaking yesterday. And Uh, and that's, you know what? That is a mark of a really authentic, for me, relationship. It's someone that you can. We haven't connected for a few months because life is life. Mm -hmm. And then when we do reconnect, it's like it was just yesterday. Yep. That's beautiful showing. And he's he's so loving, so loving, so kind. And like I said, I, I do not want to take away from the fact that he was probably not the best to my mom. And right. you know what? My dad got married at 50. My dad vowed that that's it for him. He's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should make that vow. He should have made <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anymore because I do not want to cause problems for him. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> but let's just say uh, once a coxman, always a coxman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we even, no, you can't put your father in hot water. It's like fine. That. It's fine. Stop really it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Let me let me give you a story. Let me give you a story. Let me give okay. you a story. Okay. Let me give you a story. So the first <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> Let me let me explain to you the levels of coxman. No, you can't do this. Not you now, not know. now. That was way before he got married. That was way before he got married. Okay, all right, all right, all right. 
when I was married and I took my husband to St. Lucia for the first time to meet my family, to meet my dad, we went to this nice restaurant. If you know, you remember Chat House? I don't know mm -hmm. if it's still there. We went to Chat House. It's this beautiful restaurant. It sat on the water in Ronnie Bay. Mm -hmm. It's like a steakhouse. Mm -hmm. So we took my dad there. So we enter and this waitress is smiling. Oh, Nico, hi, how are you? Long time, no see. At first, straight away, my eyes rolling because I already know that is one of his things. I already know. I already know. The daughter always knows. And he's smiling. He's smiling. Say yes, darling. And he's he's very tactile. He'll speak to you and he will touch you and hold your hand. And you will want, you know? Mm -hmm. So he'll speak to her and he's like, yes, yes, that's my daughter. And that's her husband. And this and that. Oh, I'll give you the best table. Don't worry. Let's go. Give us the best table. Okay. Dinner going on. Another waitress come. Hey, Nico, I didn't see you there. My father's face just turned upside down because he have relations with both of them. Oh, boy. Both of them in the same restaurant. Both of them working. So both now, of them. now I have to navigate how we're going to enjoy dinner, maybe get a nice little discount. Yeah. <laughs> maybe get... <laughs> Get a nice little discount and not have the two of them says what's going on. So he, wow. <laughs> he, they're talking to the woman and the other one, they're watching and I'm like, yeah, boy, she. So when the other one come, I'm making conversation with her and saying, you know, keeping her sweet. So I have to be the man wingman. <laughs> I'm his wingman. I'm his <gasps> wingman. We go at, and it happens all the time everywhere we go i know chantal mm -hmm. i know i have about six brothers and sisters no i know i know i do i know i do i'm <gasps> they were never claimed and the women never came forward so right it is what it is okay but i wow. know for a fact that i have about six brothers and sisters out there apart the from world. my one sister with my mom Mm. yeah but he is he he saw fiona last year and my mm. god he fell in love of course he did first of all okay <laughs> shuin father is just very very charming he has a very. very wide smile he's very warm when you meet him for the first time or and anytime after that He's always like, he's the happiest person in the world to see you. To be in his company, you never feel uncomfortable. You never feel unwelcomed. And he makes you feel mm. like family, even though he'll throw his talk and whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think one, one of the things I wanted to highlight, Shereen, is that how much pride he had in seeing you shine. So that moment when he put you on the top of the car, Right was not to sell drinks is because he saw you shining and he wanted you to shine brighter. And that's yes. why he put you on top of that car. Cause he wanted everybody to see you shining. I don't think your father, yes, it's all good to get a little extra money from the drinks, but it wasn't about that. It was about you at that moment. And he is a man from what you have been saying. He's a man who's driven by emotion and a lot of men are driven by pride. And you can see that the fact that he wasn't afraid to cry in front of his daughters. Even in town, when he himself is a driver, and if you're a driver in the Caribbean, everybody know you. 
and that he wasn't afraid to, he didn't put his pride first. He was feeling hurt and he was trying to talk to you and that his pride did not take precedence. And that's a big deal. Yeah, to be vulnerable big, big in that deal. way. Exactly, to be vulnerable. So I think it's just it's looking at those things. But let me tell you, when you meet Shoin Father, it's like meeting a longtime friend, mm. a longtime uncle or family member. And he really is a person like when you meet him, he's like, oh, I have this for you. And he, any little thing you have, like he's sharing it. Even when we went down to the countryside and everything and stuff like that, he was just always looking on what to bring up and like how to share it to make sure that everybody was organized. That is Shawin's father. Just the warmest, warmest and funnier. Very, very, very funny. Mm. Very, very funny. You're saying about <laughs> You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> I'll give you the PG version. In fact, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> My dad and I are very much alike. <laughs> very much. I need to say that once again so our audience understands. I get it from him. Yes, so much so. My dad, let me give you all the story. My dad found out when, how my dad found out I was, I used to smoke. My dad, <laughs> somebody go and tell my father. Boy, Nico, I see showing smoking weed. <laughs> I see showing smoking weed somewhere. So my dad, I came in the boulevard and my father, he there because my father, listen, if my if my father is ever not high, that is when you worry. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> he's always, always. When he's driving, he's always. He doesn't come across that because man smoking from the time he's 16. You understand? Right. You'll never know. But he's always high, always. So somebody come and tell him, boy, I hear show, I see Shoin smoking weed. So he wait for me to come from school. And he said to me, so I hear you smoking weed. I'm like, no, what? Who tell you that? No, that's not true. That's not true. They lie on me. They lie on me. And he's talking, he's rolling his joints. He's rolling, chopping the weed and he, he cleaning it. Technology is telling me, let me tell you something. If you are smoking Please make sure you you know where that weed come from. Make sure you know who who you smoking with because people just lace the weed. People just do this and, and I'm like, Daddy, I don't know why you tell me this thing. It's not me. They didn't see me. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And 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 he's like, Yeah, 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 yes, quarreling. He just keep rolling his thing. So eventually he finished talking and he finished roller joint. He spark up, take a draw, and he tell me, You want some man? I watch him and I say, yeah, give to me. <laughs> and from then on, better believe every time I'm in St. Lucia, the only place I'm going to get my herbs is from my father. As it should be. As it should As be. It I know it's be. safe. I know it's clean. I know he's never going to want to try and hurt me. He tells me, come to me. I will provide yes. you. If you're going to smoke, you're going to do it properly. I will provide yes. you. I, he will roll because I could not roll before. I could roll now, but he couldn't roll before. He would roll up a whole stack of joints for me and he tell me, look, go with that. Don't let nobody roll for you. Don't let nobody give you weed. Next mm. thing they fuck you up. Mm. That's how close I am with him. Very, very close. Mm. I'm, I'm literally his wingman. We speak about everything. So what Fiona was going to say, Lord help me. <laughs> So my dad was in the car with Fiona and myself. Yeah, my dad sat in front with Fiona. And we drive him down south. And he's he's saying, boy, Shawin, they have a pumpkin vine growing right in front of his door. And it was it was looking messy. 
it was look making the place the front of the door look messy so he cut it he cut the vine when he cut the vine he see it dripping water he leave it he come back after about an hour he see it still dripping water he say hold on a second so he take a glass and he put the glass under the vine and he collect the water it drip it drip it full the glass with water so my father has seen nothing better to do than to drink the fucking water, ain't it? <laughs> he drank the <laughs> He drank the water. Wow. Chantal, I swear to God, my father said to Fiona and I, as the uh, next morning I wake up and the thing reach all in my navel. <laughs> the pumpkin Joey. water make the thing so hard it reach all in my navel. <laughs> wow. Shut up. Shut up. I think he said it was resting on top of his belly and it passed his navel or something. Oh like it was so much focused on the water. The water so clear from the vine. The vine, it, it, like the water was crystal clear right. in the glass and it just looked so pure. And he said it must be good for you. But then he just had to drop the part to give inclination of length. You know, yes. I'd pass the yes. nipple. I was resting on top, top of his belly. Like, like, okay, thank you, daddy. Okay. We're like driving back. We did around the island. And like, we're driving back late in the night. And he just did drop that story randomly. I said, like, okay, yeah, man. <laughs> it was just so. <laughs> the thing is, he didn't even do it in a sexual way. Yeah. It was in a very jovial, funny yeah. way. But in I, how I in which. It. Almost like how Sparrow can throw in these yes. and those in 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 Calypso music, but it doesn't feel sleazy. It was it's just it's witty and funny, and that's that's mm-hmm. Showin's father. Okay. In a okay. nutshell. In a nutshell. In a nutshell that is him. Even though my parents split up since I was like, oh gosh, I was like 14, 15 years old mm-hmm. when they split up. My dad is still so close to my family. When I say so close, I mean he sees my mom's family every day. He will go, wow. he will make sure they have food. He will make sure he brings, if he goes down south, he'll bring food up for them. He will make sure they're fine. And that's how close he is, not just to me, but my family, but my mom's family as well. It's like he's part of the family. I don't know how else to describe him other than just loving, sweet, kind, funny. And we just had the most amazing. And apart from the obvious, I had an amazing childhood growing up with my dad. He did everything. Money was never really an option when it came to him. My dad, we never wanted for much. We didn't have everything, but we were never wanting, if you get where I'm coming from. It was just really, really nice. And that was so beautiful. Yeah. And even after this, my parents split up, we kept that relationship. And like I said, the bond grew closer when I was pregnant with my first, with Haley. I love my dad. I love my mom as well, a lot, so much. But the relationship I have with my dad is like, I could just be me, never any judgments never any judgments never if i tell my father i i boy daddy i up to something there my father will be like yeah just just make sure you're doing the right just make sure you're mm. right just make sure <laughs> okay okay yeah that's him that's him that's yeah. our relationship and the funny oh. thing is he's not like that with my sister he's not like that he sees my sister as a little girl that's that has asthma and he's very protective of her 
But when okay. it comes to me, the two of us like buddies. Mm. And it's, it's it's strange. It sounds safe for you. It sounds it's like very really safe. safe. Right. very safe mm. very safe um, very loving and very he's like one of my best friends um, yeah he really is really really is <laughs> i'm happy that you've had that relationship in your life that consistency yes mm. yes and it never changed even after the breakup it never changed and i think our bond just grew stronger despite all the stuff that had happened between him and my mm. mom and in fairness it wasn't to do with us it wasn't they had their issues and I mm. thank my mom so much my mom it took her a long time to open up and tell us what she was going through she never wanted us to harbor ill feelings towards our dad never and I love her for that but as an adult knowing what he did and I confronted him and he, my father will say to you today, he will, the one woman he will forever love is my mom. And I will mm-hmm. say to him, you will never get her. <laughs> I don't want Not you to her. get her. I don't yeah. want you to get her because I know you. I don't want you to bring that for my mom anymore. Leave my mm-hmm. mother alone. <laughs> but I love him. I love him to mm-hmm. bits. That's my, that's my guy. <laughs> Oh, showing. And that is a great place to end your share in this trilogy of daddy daughter relationships, Caribbean parenting, daddy issues, whatever <laughs> you want to call them. It's been so, you know, I've been using the word beautiful over and over again as I listen to you recount your stories and your experiences with your dad. Because it really sounds like a beautiful relationship. And I'm so happy that we decided to have this trilogy, you know, and we wanted to do it since the first season, but we thought, okay, we've done moms in the first season, we'll we'll save the dads for the second season. And yes, there was reluctance, I think from everyone (laughs) of us, but for different reasons, but it's just been so good. And, And what I get from both you and Fiona sharing, I get even more of a sense of the makings of you, mm. right? So your your mom episodes definitely showed me, okay, so this is where Fiona is, and this is where Shereen. And so with you sharing about your dads, because Shereen, you refer to your dad as fun-loving and kind and compassionate. And these are the words that I would use for you. Oh. You know, Shereen is so much like her dad. I, I No, I really am, huh? I really, really yeah. am like him in every way. <laughs> mm. We're both Sagittarius, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> He's a Sagittarius as well. Yes, he is. He is. Love, love. love he is. Okay. <laughs> According to Jariah, we're doomed. <laughs> this now makes so much more sense. He's a Sagittarius, so of course. Right. All right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So ladies, just listening to your story fill me with so much joy, Shereen. And I know we're going to listen, Fiona, so much joy, so much. And I know that we're going to dive into our joyful shares. So Fiona, over to you. So folks, since we had such a happy episode today, and I mean, Sherwin wasn't as bad. Remember in the beginning, she was like her head in her hands. She drinking rum straight. And look how wonderful the episode came out. 
So let's bring it in with you, Chantal, in what brings you joy this week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What has been bringing me joy this week? You know what? I I don't know what's going on with me and I'm just going with the flow, letting life expand and unfold as it needs to. And I have been dancing a lot this week and last week to music centered around Orishas. I found these playlists, intentionally looking for them on various music streaming platforms. And I found playlists, Yemeya Oshon Ogun. In the mornings when I wake up and I do my morning practice, I've added this five to 10 minute dancing to this beautiful music. Now, bear in mind, I don't understand half of what is being said. <laughs> like more than half. <laughs> because I haven't really explored African traditional religions. And I'm about to do a course an introductory course in that, which has been created by friend of the Relatable Podcast, <laughs> Chantrell. Of right? course it is. Yes. Of course. Hello, I have signed up for her introduction to African traditional religions. But there's something that's happening. There's some spiritual. And I did, one of the reasons that I came home was to renew my spiritual connection and to ground down in that. And what's coming up for me is this call to connect with my African ancestry. And so usually I would play music from this platform, Meditative Mind, and it's all very lovely and and birds tweeting and all the stuff. And I have just been really connecting more to this. And I've been really enjoying letting my body just move instinctively. So I don't control how I'm going to express myself. I don't control my moods. I just let it happen. And it's felt so good. It clears my mind. I feel more steady. 
I feel more grounded. It's really been shifting for me a lot of latent energy that possibly has been weighing me down. And it it really fills me up and gives me great joy. So that's what's been giving me joy in the last week or so. So Shawin, ma'am, what has brought you joy this week? I think it has to be Haley. I'm sorry. I know we've said about kids and partners. Well, I think it has to be Haley. I think she's really, really showcasing her talents with that project. I'm so proud of her. And I think a few weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, she was really ill, very ill. We were worried. Would she be able to do it? And she just overcame and put everything, everything into it. And the outcome is just so amazing. It's so beautiful, the work she's done with Fiona as well. But just the fact that she did not allow whatever it is she was going through to stop her. I think throughout the sickness, she was very adamant that she just wants to get better so that she could go back to the globe. And that I, I, I was really proud of her for that. She would not, some people probably would just turn their back, walk away and say, yeah, I can't do this. She didn't. And I'm Aww. so proud of her for that. I'm really, really proud of her. So yeah, she's been bringing me joy as well as Jade. I have to mention Jade as well. Jade, listen, she's taking everything on the chin with us leaving. She's not going to be, you know, we're not, not a train ride away anymore. And she's like, okay, so I just need to start saving so that I could come to St. Lucia whenever I want and blah, blah, blah. And she's moving house. She changed her course. She's no longer doing Korean. She's going to be doing only international relations with politics. She's mm-hmm. dropped the linguistics because she's quite fluent. I would say 80% fluent in Korean, South Korean in Hangul. So she said, you know what? I rather spend my time doing international relations and politics because the course was too focused around Korean. So she's focusing on that. And she's changing house. This child is 19 years old. And she is doing things like a big woman. You understand things? I The first time I moved house on my own, I was 40-something years old. <laughs> <laughs> and there she is doing all these things. And I'm like, wow, you know. So I'm really, really proud of my kids, my girls. They're the ones bringing me joy this week, I must mm. say. Um, Haley and Jade, yeah, that's what's bringing me joy. So yeah, Fiona, talk to me. What's bringing you joy? What's bringing me joy is, so the glow that we're doing, that Haley has been working on, is we're telling a solution story. And the solution story is because... One of the things is Senusian history. If you ask Senusian, oh, seven times British, seven times French. That's all we see, right? But then there was this revolution that happened in the 1790s. And it is about the movement of the Negmawa, which was a term that was used as an insult, but it was the enslaved Africans who came out of the plantations and they had this whole war against slavery and they're battling the British. And one of the stories that's now in the forefront of Senusian conversations about history is this woman called Flor, right? And Flor was this mixed race woman who killed her master, burned down the plantation and became the general 
or like a leader of the army of the Nygma war and she was apparently amazing with like guerrilla tactics and like like her war strategies in defeating the British where in which slavery ended in St. Lucia. They said between one and three years, it's a bit muddled, but the fact is, is at one point in history, we won and it was a woman in the forefront. So everyone was like, oh my God, Flo, this is amazing. This is amazing. And I've been speaking with this historian. So what had happened is the British reinvaded, they reinstated slavery, and then they rounded up all of the rebels and shipped them off on a convoy that left St. Kitts for about 3,000 people. 2,500 of them were sent to Porchester Castle in Portsmouth. And so for the last couple of years, I've been speaking with some historians who've been working on telling these stories. And one of their historians is she's doing her PhD and she's been tight-lipped about the information in it because she's like, she doesn't want people to teeth her work because in the world of academics, they teeth your work if you share too much. If you as Once you've published your PhD, it's published and it's your work and it's, people can only reference it. But before it's actually published, there is leeway for people to teeth your stuff, right? She said, Fina, I really want to tell you, and I this is a, a white lady, yeah? and she's never been to St. Lucia. She said, I am doing this for the St. Lucian people. Um, and I am going to meet her tomorrow. And one of the things she said, because I had asked her for some names, because her PhD that she's working on is of the prisoners who came in from St. Lucia and other parts of the Caribbean to stay in the castle and focusing on the women. And I was talking to her about Floor, and she said to me, because there's some people, some historians say Floor never existed and a whole bunch of whatever. But she said to me, if you think Floor's story is amazing, Floor has nothing on some of these women that I have dug up for this paper that I'm doing. And that's not to diminish Floor, but it is to celebrate that Floor is not an anomaly, that mm-hmm. Floor is one of many women who did great things so i'm excited to meet her she won't be able to tell me much tomorrow because her paper is not published yet but she's going to be giving us a personal tour of the castle tomorrow and sharing with us some of the stories and things so i am very 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 excited for that because it's a you know me i like the personal stories not her in 1764 (laughs) i want to know this woman called mary and like she did this thing and you know what i'm saying so that's what's bringing me joy this week Mm, i'm excited i'm excited to to see what comes of of your connecting fiona yeah yeah let me tell you eh, when i found out about her i went down a rabbit hole you know me, investigative <laughs> I'm journalist. sure you did. <laughs> right? I found out her name. I got her email address. Then I got her, her mobile number. And I just called a lady randomly on a day. I'm like, hello, is this a story who wrote this paper? <laughs> and well, call her like on her house phone. But she was really, she was really lovely. So I'm very, very excited to meet her tomorrow. So Nice one. Mm. Oh, lovely. So now that we've caught up and what's bringing us all joy... It's time to take a trip under the mango tree. And this week, we have the beautifully symphonic (laughs) and soothing sounds of nighttime in Nevis. Welcome to Under the Mango Tree. 
that was such a wonderful, wonderful episode, Shawin. Thank you for sharing. Going real deep into a lot of very complicated, but also beautiful moments with your journey through daughterhood. And we're very thankful for what you have shared. Please do not slide into Shawin's DMs when you see Zaddy's picture, okay? All right. <laughs> you know they will. <laughs> well, maybe you could. I don't know. <laughs> That's a discussion between Zaddy's manager, Shawin, and y'all, okay? But thank you so much for joining us this week. And I hope you like this conclusion of our quote-unquote Daddy Issues series. And stay tuned because we have a lot of more exciting news and things coming, okay? But just remember that a shared journey brings hope. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Relatable because a shared journey brings hope. <laughs>